We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Traders Mind Chat live show. We have some great stuff to talk to you about today. But before we get into that, or if you would be so kind as to hit the like button, drop a comment down below to show your support, let us know where you're watching from, and share this with your community so that way more people can hear this message. Now, today we're going to talk about a very hot topic. It is selling into strength now especially in this market that, that we've been in uh selling into strength is very very important but it can be very challenging right like well when you think about it the trade is that you bought is doing exactly what you wanted it to do right it's progressively moving higher and now what we're talking about is kicking it to the curb but like it it, it just seems very counterintuitive but you but and the reason why is that like you wouldn't get things get rid of things that are working for you but no what you what you need to do or, or what 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 i find helpful to help me think about selling to strength is to use a like a farming analogy uh, right like there's a there's a time to go out and plant your seeds there's a time to sit there and watch for your harvest to grow and then there's a time to take the 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 fruits and vegetables that that you've grown and if you just let it sit there for too long then you might starve so the closer you get to a certain point in a trade the more important it comes to begin to harvest your trades so today Again, the, the topic is when to sell into strength. And there's really two main points that we're going to be able to cover today. The the main the first one is going to be selling based off of R multiples, and the other is going to be selling based off of changes in character. Now go ahead, uh, type into the chat. Let me know if you are familiar well with either of these topics. I see Caleb. Caleb is one of our elite members. Welcome, Caleb. So Caleb's very familiar uh, with this kind of selling. Well, we, we do this in the, we talk about this inside the elite program all the time. Um, but uh, let me know how familiar you are with these two topics of selling to strength, selling into strength, either based on character or uh, first one that we're going to talk about is selling based off of our multiples. Let me know in the comments. All right. So while you guys are doing that, why don't I share my screen? And we will get started with this topic. Now, uh, we'll, we're going to walk through uh, a few trades that, that I'm in. Um, I have the, I'll toggle the, uh, the annotations on and off throughout because uh, I'll put it on right now, all the drawings. Uh, you can see that I mark up my charts quite a bit. And uh, if you're looking at uh, some of my charts for the first time, it, it might be a little bit overwhelming. But just to uh, display some of the points of how these concepts get used, uh, like right here uh, is a chart of Donnelly Financial Solutions. Ticker symbol is D-F-I-N. And 
when we're talking about the concept of R multiples, um, well, what we what we're really talking about is uh, the the amount of reward to risk in the trade. So, for example, if you risk a dollar and you make a dollar, that is one quote unquote R multiple. So, uh, when you make two dollars in a trade, you've made two times your your risk and so on. So each time uh, that that I make one multiple of the amount that I've risked, I like to take a little bit off the table. Um, uh, I like to take a little bit off the table when I've made one times my risk and a little bit off the table when I've made two times my risk. And the reason for this is because well, when I go back and I look at my, my own performance, when I look at my own statistics, the majority of trades tend to go up about that much, and then they, they start to consolidate. Some of them go up much further, uh, but as a whole, that's where they, they kind of either start to, to gain some traction or they start to roll over. So uh, in my eyes, it's best to take off at least something. Take off, take off about half at that point, at about that two R point, and then it's the remaining part where we could try to play for a larger gain, or, well, uh, take the uh, at least some of our profits off and move on to the next trade. So see some comments coming in, some some questions here. Uh, question from Michael. Thomas, not too familiar. Uh, I use too much emotion to sell into strength, and it it, it I would agree with you, Michael. It, it is uh, it's probably one of the more emotional parts of trading, and uh, the reason why, if we're taking a look at this uh, chart here, right? Like, actually, here here's an even better one, right? Here's an even better one. Here's Tesla, right? And Tesla has gone uh, in the past well how many uh, when did this real move start right uh, i this is one of my long term holdings and uh i've had it since the since mid june right so so for me that that's longer term and the intent of it this this trade was for it to be uh long term to be held for over a year but the trade really started to get going right around here right around mid october and since mid october it's run about 50%. Now, if you are a short-term swing trader and you're looking at this and you're just like, yeah, man, this thing is going up. This thing is going to the moon. And now you're expected to sell something into strength. You might be like, what? That's crazy. Look at this thing. It's on fire. It's got the major institutions behind it. It's doing exactly what you want to do in a trade. It I'm not going to sell any. In fact, let me buy some more and maybe, maybe you know, uh, take out some money from some credit cards or something and find a way to put it into this thing. Uh, trust me, I get it. I, I've been there myself too. Um, selling into strength uh, it is a habit or can be a habit. Um, it, it does not come naturally. And the part of the reason why it doesn't come naturally is because, yeah, well, when something is working and working well, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of want to hang on to it. 
um, in trading, trading is very counterintuitive in so many ways. And selling into strength happens to be one of those ways. Uh, I struggled with selling into strength and the concept of selling into strength for years. One of the first things that helped me uh, develop the habit of selling to strength, Michael, was first developing uh, some other habits. Um, a habit of no matter what, I'm going to follow my trading plan. So whatever I have written on my trading plan, uh, that's exactly what I'm going to follow. And I, I'll even show you uh, my some of my trading plans from uh, this morning. I, I do a prep sheet every morning. I share this out with, with members. So uh, for swing trades, for example, like it, I know that my chicken scratch here might be a little difficult to read, but this is my plan for my open position. So I know well what I'm going to do uh, with each trade and how I'm going to, uh, if I'm going to sit, where I'm going to sell, uh, exactly well what it is that I'm going to do. And so whatever's on this piece of paper, that's what I'm going to do. And I've trained myself to do that. And I fill this out uh, every single day. Ahead of that too, right? Well, uh, since we're talking about selling into strength and with some of these uh, bigger winners or, or these uh, shorter term trades, like for Donnelly Financial, right? Um, and with all my swing trades, I'm pointing at it a lot, like it, like you could see my my finger. So these ones here, the ones labeled short term, uh, what I'll do, uh, Michael, is I I know that I want to sell into strength, and I want to sell into strength based on these R multiples, right? So for example, uh, this trade here, uh, I just rolled my cursor over it. Not sure if you could really see it uh, that well on the screen yet. Let me try to make this a little bit bigger. Maybe you could see it better. So uh, let me know if you could see this okay. Um, but the difference between my entry point and where I was planning to cut this trade if it turned into a loss is 4.87%. So each time that this trade would move, right? And it was a, a dollar amount too, a 1.75. So each time this trade goes up a dollar 75 i am taking a little piece off so when it got to one times my risk i uh, was selling uh in this case 33 percent uh, of my position when it got to two times my risk i sold off a bit more uh i sold off 17 percent of my position and then today on this gap up i took off another piece right? And that this might be a great example to start to segue into the changing in character part. Uh, but yeah, well, when you uh, when you start to see a change in character, when a trade starts to move, it just taking it, taking off little bits and pieces along the way. So that way you're locking it in, right? So that way, when you get some down moves, right? Like, like here's a, a great example. Right. Well, with uh, with upstart, this is one where I would be kicking my own ass if I didn't take anything off. Right. In fact, I was a little hard on myself over here at three R. Right. So I had my automatic cells in at one R and two R. So I'm scaling out, and then at, when it got to the three R, I didn't sell there. I probably should have, in hindsight, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, first reason. 
hit uh, a major psychological number, hit 400. Um, second reason, it was at three times my risk. Now, not that that's an automatic sell for me, but just to something to keep in mind where you start to have these, these R multiples of your risk. Um, it was also right near a Fibonacci extension. Now, let me know if you're following uh, this kind of stuff too, uh, like the, some of the vernacular here, the, the terminology. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it takes a little while to, uh, uh, to understand all this stuff, and I want to make sure that everybody's on board. Um, so it, basically, around that 400 level, there were a few different reasons to peel off just a little bit more, and I didn't. If I had not sold anything, <laughs> I'd be kicking myself massively because I would have watched what was a 28% gain basically come all the way back down, uh, back to even. Um, if you, For anybody that, that here that's familiar with uh, William O'Neill and his book, How to Make Money in Stocks, there's a fantastic story, I've got to tell it to you, where he's talking about these this guy with with and turkeys, right? So we picture picture somebody, right? Picture somebody well, with one of these old timey uh, traps, right? Where you have uh, like a box, or almost something like out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon, where you, you have some bird seed, you have a guy with a box, and he's hiding behind a tree, and he's waiting for these turkeys, these wild turkeys, to come in and uh, you know cap capture the turkeys. So what would happen is like. One turkey would walk in, oh, great, two, three, four, five turkeys, uh, like maybe about like eight turkeys come in and he's waiting for, for more to come in. But then what would happen is the one turkey left, right? And he's just like, oh, I'll wait for that turkey to come back and then I'll pull the box. And then another turkey left and another turkey left. And sure enough, at the end, all the turkeys wander back out. And the guy was just sitting there with his trap hiding behind the tree <laughs> and he never pulled the string. And that's what can happen if you don't sell into strength. So part of what uh, selling to strength actually does for me psychologically is it, it helps me hold through some of these pullbacks. So I'm taking a little bit off uh, at 1R. I'm taking a little bit off at 2R. And then the the remainder, I can... I have the ability to sit better with the rest. So it, it it really does give a very, very strong psychological edge. I'm not joking. And the, the this is something that I had to, to learn, uh, learn by doing, right? Like it's something that, I, that I've heard so many people talk about. There's so much great material out there. But until I actually put this into practice, it, it didn't click. So automating is one way to do it. Yeah, uh, Caleb, well, we spoke about this in the... Uh, inside the our Discord chat uh, a bunch of times. Yeah, like using OCO orders, right? So OCO stands for one cancels another. So basically, and that this is the way that I set up my trades too. Like I'll set up the whole thing uh, or the bulk of it, right? So setting up, uh, let me switch back over to, uh, well, let's, yeah, yeah, the, this is a fine example. So I'll place my entry point, right? Like, so I'll place my buy order, my stop loss, and my first two scale outs all at the same time uh, in the trade. Like I'll place all the at the same time with my broker. And then after that, you know, uh, there, there's nothing 
left for me to do other than go in and check it and plan everything. But those orders, they're there until I cancel them. And that's a great way to stick with it and start to make the process uh, more automated. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, prices run up, kissed one of the R multiples, and then plopped right back down. And I'm like, thank God this is there. It's sitting with my broker, and it's all taken care of for me. Um, Michael does uh, mention that he's doing well with, with the fibs to, to help determine the entry. Yeah, it, it's a great, uh, it's one of those things that, that's a, a nice uh, secondary confluence. Uh, at least for me, uh, I like to see uh, them there. There's, it, not to get too far off topic, but there, there's like so many different technical indicators. Right? Like you might look at, at the chart that I have here and think like, oh my God, like this guy has like, stuff all over the place you know it's it's not so much about the, the indicators right like we, we could turn some of this stuff off here at, at the chart markups and even take off a, a lot of the stuff too uh, like it, it's the like the first thing to to start to see is like just simple price and volume right like uh, o'neill had it right uh, there's a reason why he was able to build his fortune and why millions of people uh, read and benefit from his books and me too. Why I was able to go from being a, a part-time trader, just learning the stuff with a nine to five to eventually uh, gaining consistency to where I was able to have enough money saved and just leave the day job to, to do this stuff full time. Um, it starts with price and volume, and then all these other things, are, they're all secondary just to help you see things a little bit better, right? And when I say you, I mean me. So like everything that you see on this chart, it's there to help me. It's not where, where it's just like, oh, like the, this is some magic indicator, right? Like, like the magic indicator doesn't exist. Like everything is based off of just three core things, three core things, that's it. it the three core things that they're all based off of are, uh, price, volume, and time. It really that that's it. Uh, and every every indicator is some sort of derivative thereof. Um, let's see. So we spoke a lot about selling into strength based on R multiples. Let's talk a little bit about selling into strength based off of character changes now. Uh, Defin Donnelly Financial Solutions is a great uh, example, and the reason why is because it, when you you, you kind of look at this chart, right? Like it, it was consolidating; it, it finally started to to break out, right? Broke out back here, then it ran up; it consolidated again. Um, in fact, well, why don't we see how how deep is that? That's a five percent. Uh, consolidation. How deep is this one? Uh, yeah, 5.7. So even this could be looked at as another VCP. And it, it's just really exploding out of here, gaining some traction. So it makes sense to peel a little bit off as the character starts to change, right? Like, yes, we do want to hold on for a bigger move. But at the same time, uh, just like well, when we spoke earlier, you know, when it, 
when you have volatility like this to the upside, you're also going to have some major swings back to the downside as it pulls back in. So part of uh, the trading game is that none of us know the future, right? Like none of us have that crystal ball where like, oh yeah, like it's definitely going to do X. Well, we could use a lot of analysis and other things to try to uh, to say that, yeah, you know what, given the, uh, given what's happening here, I think that it's more likely to do this. And that's what, what we do, but we, we never know 100%. So that's one of the reasons why we need to constantly assess probability, constantly assess the odds. And let's say, like, I started to sell a bit uh, of Thiefin right here. Like, who's to say that uh, right now it's 2.20 p.m. Uh, Eastern time? Who's to say by the close that it doesn't close near the lows? Who's to say that it doesn't just plummet like a stone and start closing below the, the 21 EMA, right? Like maybe it does that tomorrow. I have no idea. All I know is where is price at right now? And how much, uh, how much capital do I have in there? And between where it's at now and where my stop loss is, how much am I risking? Right, like how much it is really at risk? So, for right now, right, like let me uh, let me take that last marker off. So for right now, if I add another one of these guys over here, right, now uh, bear with me for a second. So if I take a look at this and I move this part down here to where my first stop is, my first backstop right over here, that means that I'm risking. 11% from where price is right now down here to my stop. Okay, fine. But if I don't think that price is going to go to at least about 50 bucks, right? like 50, uh, yeah, nice round number. If I don't think that price is going to get there, then this doesn't make much sense to give it that much room. You always want to be getting odds on your money. Like let's let's just say, for example, that I thought that price is probably going to teeter out maybe at around like 40, 45 seems to be. If right, if I'm starting to say that, oh, 45 seems reasonable, then guess what? I'm risking 11% to make seven. Right? Like it, it just doesn't make sense. We need to keep the uh, the reward to risk. Uh, in mind, well, whenever we're in a trade, and that, that's part of the secret sauce, that's part of the magic formula to winning and consistently winning at this game. It's keeping those types of odds uh, in mind in our, and also keeping them in our favor. That, that's how, that's how we're, if you go to Vegas, that's well, what's going through the, the casino operator's mind. That's how come the casinos always win because they're playing this kind of game. So we could do what the casinos do in the market for ourselves. And that's how you're going to build the, this money machine for, for yourself. At least that's part of the uh, objective here. So selling into strength when the character begins to change. Uh, that's part of it too. Do you guys have uh, any questions? Uh, any questions about anything that, that we've said so far? Um, 
going to move into the open Q&A portion uh, of today's live stream. Well, we could go deeper into anything that we've said so far. Uh, there, there's uh, a lot to be said about selling into strength. Um, we're kind of just scratching the surface here a bit. The, this is a lot. Uh, Seriously, like this is a lot of what we do inside the elite program every single week. Uh, actually, later today, we're meeting with members at uh, right after the close, and we do this "ask us anything" uh, portion. We'll we'll go through current markets, current trades, but well, whoever is able to attend live, well, whatever topics you have, that's what we're going to be talking about, and we'll, we flesh out a lot of ideas. Then on the weekends, we go through all everything uh, about the, the market. We do this uh, deep dive where we're looking at uh, uh, the market health, the market mood, as I like to call it. Um, uh, we'll have a lesson of the week, and we also do um, trade ideas, trade setups, and we're all there. We're all collaborating together. Everybody's microphone is open. Um, the, this is great on the live streams uh, to, to be able to have the comments back and forth, but having the microphones open where we could have a, a real conversation, it, it, it's, uh, it's another level. So anyway, um, yeah, let, let me know what questions you have. Type it into the, the chat. Don't be shy. Um, let's see. Well, what do we got? What do we got? Any kind of open Q&A. Uh, let me see uh, so far well, with some of these uh, trades here. Like So just running through some of the, the other ideas in, uh, in my list here, right? So snow. It has been one that's been fantastic. Broke out uh, back here um, mid-October. Uh, fantastic move so far. And selling into strength along the way is one of the reasons why I can have a day like this and not be like, uh-oh, we are beginning to pull back. Uh Damn it, I should have sold up here. What should I do? Um, we're closing below the pile. Like all those kind of thoughts, are like they're, they're not there. But part of the reason is because I've already locked something in, right? So I've already locked something in. I'm already a winner uh, on this trade. I've already been able to move up, right? To, to mention some of my other selling strategies, I have two what I call backstops. A backstop is just simply when I have my initial stop down here and I move up my my stop loss where I'm going to to cut the trade if it moves against me. Those are the backstops. So right over here at uh, just below the 21 EMA and uh, down here at break even. So no matter what snow does for from this point forward uh i'm a winner in this trade uh like the, the only way that this trade could generate a loss right like anything's possible but let's say it gaps down below my initial stop down here and it gaps to like say i don't know 290 then it it might generate a loss so i need to to do the math uh on it but yeah like that that's how you you gain like the the winner's mindset, right? Like uh, it, it's looking at the glass uh, always uh, as half full. Uh, it, it's uh, having a, a core belief that 
the market is an infinite stream of opportunity. Maybe you maybe you've heard me mention that before. Maybe you uh, saw it on that that sheet that that I mentioned before too. But it, but it's so true. The market is an infinite stream of opportunity. And well, when I start my day out and I'm writing that sentence, right? And uh, and I write it out every single morning, right? Like it's it's on here at the the top of the plan. And I've been trading for uh, how many years now? Um, uh, I'm gonna be 42 tomorrow. Uh, and I started when I was 18. So uh, well, what is that? Uh, that's 24 years. 24 years trading, writing that sentence as corny as it might sound, uh, like it, it just grounds me into that belief. If the market is an infinite stream of opportunity, then the only thing that I need to do is follow my plan. Right? Like that, that's the only thing that I need to do is just simply follow my trading plan, execute. If I if I make a mistake, right? Like, who cares? It, the market is an infinite stream of opportunity. Learn from the mistake, use it as a teaching opportunity, and then take that learning and do better next time. Right? It, it, it's not where like, oh man, I, I should I I messed up this trade. Uh, you you've got an infinite stream of opportunities, man. Just learn from it and carry it forward and it, it's gonna be so much better for you. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Michael said that he started trading it in 2014. Yeah, wow. So um, yeah, you, you've seen some stuff too in this market, right? Like well, seen a crash, seen uh, an epic, epic rally. Yeah, you've seen some stuff, so that that's and that's really good because there's a lot of people too, um, a lot of people that are just getting started, right? Like getting started in 2020, maybe getting started in 2021, that haven't seen like a crazy bear market, that have not seen an implosion. Um, yeah, like there's all different types of markets. Um, it's one of the reasons why, uh, when we're doing our, uh, market mood analysis, uh, and that, that's actually something that I'm going to, to start to do some live streams on to, uh, like to give you guys, uh, the basics here, uh, that are joining us live so that that way you could take, uh, some of the learning and start to apply it on your own. And that way you, you don't need, uh, anybody else to, to, do this for you or, or to um like you you don't have to wait on anybody you you can do it yourself you can become self-sufficient and then you know signing up for for somebody's service right like a, if you want to join the elite program if you want to join somebody else it, it's not where you're just taking information and relying on somebody else right like kind of like a, going back to grade school and looking on somebody else's paper right like never did that but but it, it it's like the same thing right like, like if that person is out sick, then you're kind of screwed if you don't know how to do it yourself. So what you want to do is learn how to do it yourself. And then when you uh, are in a program or uh, some service, then it's more of a collaboration. Like it's more of a, a time-saving thing where, yeah, maybe some of the research is done for you. Maybe you get an idea that you didn't have before. There's collaboration, there's community, there's all these kind of things. 
um, way off track. <laughs> we got I, I got uh, onto that little rant, but yeah, the the market is an infinite stream of opportunity. Like there's so much power in just that one belief. If you get absolutely nothing else from our talk today, including the the selling into strength part, uh, like get that part that the market is an infinite stream of opportunity. If you make a mistake. Don't worry about it. Learn from it. Uh, take all that you can from it and then move on. And there's more opportunities that they're, they're coming every day. They're coming right now. The, don't worry if you miss one. It's okay. There's another one coming right after it. <sighs> anyway, if you guys have any other questions, type it into the chat. We're, go we're about to wrap things up here. But... Um, uh, I'd like to say thank you so much for being here with me today. Uh, if you haven't done so already, um, go. Uh, I just put up my, my social handles uh, if you're watching this live. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, stock twits, it's all at Michael G. Lamott. Um, just started on ShareVision too. I've got to add that. There's a, a Mara Wealth channel over on on ShareVision. Those guys are great. It's like Twitch for for people that that trade. It's amazing. Go check them out. Uh, YouTube, obviously, that's probably where most of you are, are watching this now. And yeah, go follow on the other platforms um, and make sure that you like and subscribe to this channel too, because the more that you like and subscribe and share that, that really helps the channel blast it out, right? Like that, that that's, that's the, the big goal with all this. I feel super blessed to even be doing this. And I would love nothing more than for more people to be confident entering the market, confident managing their own money and eventually being able to build up enough fu money so that way you don't have no one has financial leverage over you that that's one of the big points and one of the greatest blessings that that you could have so make sure that you like subscribe and i'll see you back here again tomorrow uh for uh what are we talking about tomorrow tomorrow we're talking about backtesting, uh, another very important, exciting topic. And we're going to be talking about backtesting and how to make it easy for you. Until then, I hope that you be well, and I'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.